Welcome to the Ark Church Podcast. On here, you'll find all of our Sunday and Wednesday messages, as well as classes and special services. If you would like more information about the Ark Church, visit us at thearkchurch.com or download our app available to all app stores. Our heart for you is that you would live for God, grow stronger, and make a difference. Enjoy. Father, we're grateful for tonight. Thankful for everyone who made the effort to come, everyone who's watching online. Lord, we thank you for this time. Thank you that we have an opportunity to worship you, to receive from you. And Father, we thank you for your word tonight. We thank you that it, 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 it brings light to us. It helps us. It shows us how we should live. It changes us on the inside. Lord, we thank you for that. We open our hearts. I ask you, Father, to help me speak your word with clarity and with accuracy and with the boldness it deserves. We give you all the praise for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We've been doing a, a series that, I, that we kind of changed it. I, I called it the knots because we were doing some verses out of Proverbs. It started with not, but it's uh, wound up calling this God's prescription for an abundant life. And we've been doing Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 for a little bit, looking at this one. I'm going to recap quickly. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. So... We talked about leaning not. We talked a, a while on trust. And so you can always download those. You can always get those. But we talked about that. What we also talked about a couple of weeks ago was leaning not on your own understanding. What this is not saying. Sometimes people say, but if I'm not going to lean on my own understanding, I thought I'm supposed to use my mind. Or you hear people say, I just wish I could cut my mind off and just throw it away. No, you need your mind. And what, what this verse is not saying, it's not saying don't use your mind. It's not saying that man's understanding is worthless. That's not what it's saying at all. It's just that that's not where we lean. That's not where we look to. Now, I'm thinking about our, our where areas that we lean on to make decisions, areas that we lean on as we determine things. And we talked about that you can lean on reasoning and logic. Nothing wrong with reasoning and logic. We just know it's not perfect. It's not, you know, you can reason, we can look, we can, we can explore, and it's good to do that. You don't know the future. And so reasoning and logic are good. That's just not where you want to lean. Observations, what you read, what you hear, what you experience. Uh, we said not everything that you, that you read or hear is true. Not, <laughs> you, you do know that, right? I know you know that. <laughs> you you got to be able to examine that. Um, feelings. Uh, feelings. Well, they can be rational and irrational emotions. Uh, feelings can be highly unreliable. We have elevated feelings to a place where I really think they should not be. And elevating feelings to a, like where feelings is truth. Well, I just feel this way. Doesn't make it true. I just feel this way. Doesn't make it reliable. You know, your feelings can, can, can rage. Many of you didn't feel like going to work today. You woke up in the morning, you said, I don't feel like going to work, but you thought, I'd like to keep my job. So, so you went. Maybe you're, you're who you work for. Or maybe you have employees, you told them to do something, and they didn't feel like doing it. That's not a good answer to almost anything. I just don't feel like doing that. If you're an employee, I, I wouldn't suggest that. I, I don't feel like doing it. If you're in the military... Do not tell your superior officer that you do not feel like doing something. 
if, but really, it's, it's, we've, we've elevated feelings, and the, and the problem with feelings is they can be so fickle. And one day you can feel like you're just super Christian, and you're just like, man, I am ready to take on the world and the devil and everybody else. Just get out of my way. Me and Jesus are tight. And then the next day, you can feel like the Lord left town and didn't leave a forwarding address. <laughs> am I wrong? Feelings, you know, some, I always get a kick out of people who come and say, yeah, I didn't feel like coming tonight, but I'm glad I did. <laughs> but usually they, t- I'm, I'm, I'm glad they tell me that after the service. That, that's, you know, but, you know, but oftentimes, hey, how many times have you walked in here and you're like, I did not really feel like coming tonight. But then after you left, you felt stronger after you left than when you came in. And so I was just saying, we were sitting there worshiping and singing, and, and it, this, it gives us an hour where we can really get some good input. And so feelings are something that we have just, we have relegated to such a high place. And, and feelings, you can't base God's word and what God's word says about you on your feelings. You can't base whether or not your salvation, you can't base your salvation on your feelings. You can't base whether or not God heard your prayers on your feelings. And so feelings, even though we've elevated them to a very high place, it's not where they should be. We, this is where we don't lean on, on understanding. Sometimes you can pray and you feel like you feel like God didn't hear you. You hear people say, I just felt like my prayers just didn't get to the top of the ceiling. Ever heard that one? They just never got, never got above the roof. Well, aren't, aren't you glad that the Holy Spirit lives in you? So technically, they don't need to get above the roof. And so our feelings, our, let me just say something, guys. Feelings will lie to you. They will just flat lie to you. I just, you know, I, I, I hear people say, well, we, we just don't have the same feelings that we had for one another anymore when we first started. Well, welcome to the club. Because <laughs> when you first started, you were kind of like, oh, yeah. You've been married for 20 years, you know, I, I, and I love, we're joining our closer now than we've ever been. But when she walks in the room, my heart doesn't go. <laughs> so, but the depth is there, even if the feelings are not. And so you can't base relationships on feelings. You can't base your relationships with God on feelings. And, um, I could really jump into some meddling here, and I'm just not going to do it. Um, traditions are things that, uh, another thing we base it, things that have been passed down from others. Just because it's been passed down does not make it right. And so, you know, one of the things that we're always endeavoring to help people learn is, what does God's Word say about this? What does God's Word say about who I am? What does God's Word say about His love for me? What does God's Word say about uh, about my relationship with him and what I can do in Christ. What does God's word say about it? Because when I hear what God's word says about it, then that goes to the top. I trust in the Lord with all my heart. I don't lean on my own understanding. God's word says I'm more than a conqueror through him who loved me. That I'm more than a conqueror in Christ. Now, it's funny, I, what I talked about tonight, we'll sing that, but why don't we say that? Amen. We'll sing it. But you're like, Alan, I don't, I don't feel like more than a conqueror. Well, forget your feelings. 
and just, just say, stop, stop waiting for your feelings. Feelings are a poor leader. They're a better follower. And you, you know, you, sometimes you just have to tell yourself, I don't care how I feel. I'm going to jump up and do this. I think I shared a few weeks ago, it was um, the guy who wrote a book. He wrote four volumes of success principles. And he said that, that his greatest success principle was doing what you know you should do, regardless of whether you feel like it or not. Just a success principle, thought I'd share. <laughs> it's actually good. All your ways acknowledge him. We'll give you an example of a guy who is good about acknowledging God. Lean not on your own understanding. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. So we're not going to lean on those things. We, we, we still use our minds. We still think. We still, we still have feelings. still have emotions. But we're just not leaning there. And all our ways acknowledge him and he'll direct our paths. And all our ways acknowledge him. Now this is, this is really something that, that, that you start to get into a whole different way of living. It's when you begin to acknowledge God in all your ways. One of the guys who was best at this and one of the best examples of this was David. David, who was an awesome warrior, who won a lot of battles, was, was, was really good about asking God before he would do something. He was acknowledging him. So we're going to read a, read a story in here. It's um, David was still running at this, at this stage of his life. David is still running from Saul. Saul's trying to kill him. He's a fugitive. He's got about 600 men that are with him. And he, this little team that David, well, not a little team, but this team that David has is like a SWAT team, man. They, are, they, they can get stuff done. And the word came to David that the Philistines were starting to harass a city called Keilah. 1 Samuel 23, verses 1 through 4. Then they told David, saying, look, the Philistines are fighting against Keilah or Keilah. I'll go with Keilah. And they are robbing the threshing floors. Therefore, David inquired of the Lord, saying, shall I go and attack these Philistines? And the Lord said to David, go and attack the Philistines and save Keilah. But David's men said to him, look, we're afraid here in Judah. How much more if we go to Keilah against the armies of the Philistines? Then David inquired of the Lord once again. And the Lord answered him and said, Arise, go down to Keilah, for I will deliver the Philistines into your hand. So David asked for God's direction before he made a move. He acknowledged God. It really was a pattern in his life. He wasn't leaning on his own understanding. He could look at it. If they looked at the situation, they're already running from Saul. He could look at it with his men, and his men, his men were reasoning this out. They're like, wait, whoa, 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 David. We're already afraid here. Now you're going to put us in a, in a, in a more uh, dangerous situation by sending us to Keilah, and we're going to fight against the armies of, of the Philistines. Man, come on, David. That, that, that doesn't work. And so reason said, maybe this is not the best thing to do. Or reason would say, hey, there's a need here. Let's go. And so if, you just, if you're just looking at reason, just looking at the facts, but David didn't look at those, he didn't look at, well, do I, am I afraid? Are we afraid? Is this a deed? Do I need to deal with it? So what David did was he prayed and said, Lord, should I go? That's just acknowledging him and acknowledging God. Now his, his men went, time, we don't want to go. And so I like what David did. David went and asked again. Lord, did I hear, did I hear right? Now this is something that it's available to all of us. But it, it really is... It, it, if, if you weren't raised this way, 
it's going to be a, a, a mindset shift to begin to ask the Lord and acknowledge him in all your ways. Now, here's the thing. The more, the bigger the decision, the more we need to ask. Before you get married, you need to ask. I thought I was going to marry a girl in, in North Carolina. And, and I, I thank God for a praying mother who prayed, probably, just probably prayed her out of my life. And, uh, but I, I thought, oh, this was, this was the best I could do. And uh, we, we, didn't, we got along sort of. We had what I called a Nashville romance. It was drama all the time. <laughs> couldn't, you know, it's, couldn't live with them. Couldn't live without them. And uh, I was sitting in, a, I was sitting in a, a parking lot one day just and uh, was looking at uh, her dorm room. I'd, I'd just come out of her dorm room for some reason. I was just sitting there. And a song came on the radio. Dan Fogelberg wrote a song, this will date you, but he wrote a song called Another Old Lang Syne. Met my old lover in the grocery store. Snow was falling Christmas Eve. She came behind me in the, I came behind her in the frozen foods and touched her on the sleeve. It's a song about Dan Fogelberg running across an old girlfriend that he didn't marry. And I'm sitting there in the parking lot and it just dropped in my heart just like that. The mercy of God. I'll never marry that girl. And I'm like, where'd that thought come from? Thank God for a praying mom. But Joy was in a relationship with a guy. And they, and you know, you've heard about this guy, the big 6'4 guy looks like a Viking, really good looking guy. And, uh, but Joy had the wisdom to say, his name, his name was Will, and Joy had the wisdom to say, Lord, I don't want my will, I want your will. <laughs> you know, y'all just way too verbal tonight. I mean, I just, <laughs> but here's the deal. She, she was willing to acknowledge God in this way. And they broke up within a couple of weeks. In fact, the guy looked at her and said, I don't know why I'm doing this. He said, well, I, just, I just feel like we need to break up. And as we've kind of tracked my ex and her ex, <laughs> it worked out real well. Real well. And by the way, her ex doesn't look so good now. <laughs> Six, four, Viking. I don't know. <laughs> But here's the deal. Here's the deal. Acknowledge him in all your ways and he'll direct. What if you don't acknowledge? Boy, it's, it's hard to get direction when you don't. Bigger the decision, the more we need to acknowledge. Willing to ask, willing to wait. David, they've got a, a dangerous situation. You're going to take your 600 guys down. You're going to fight the armies of the Philistine. You might want to ask, God, are you in this? Are you in this? I really believe that this is an area that we can all grow in, that if we'll begin to ask the Lord, Lord, what about this? And it, it, doesn't, it doesn't take much to ask, but just have a willingness to go, what about this decision? Should I take this job? Should I move here? Should I 
Should I buy this car? You say, well, that's ridiculous, Alan. You're asking God to give you wisdom on buying a car. You ever bought a bad car? Do you think the, you think the Lord might can tell you? Mm -mm, not this one. Uh, can you even buy a car now? We'll, find, we'll come up with another example. But, you know, something you can actually buy that is like toilet paper. Um, don't ask about that one. Just go ahead. But the idea is what we acknowledge is what he directs. So David asked. God said, go. David asked again. I think that's good. You can ask again. I remember when, when the Lord put it in our heart to start the church here in Conroe. I, I remember looking around and I went to other areas and other things and I asked the Lord and he just put very, very strongly in my heart, Conroe is where I need to be. And so I ask again, you can ask. Be, be willing to ask, believe that God will answer you. See, I, that's, that's the key right there. And then, oh, here's the kicker, and then be willing to wait for an answer. Now, if you're a, a type A like me, that's a challenge. Because you want to make a decision, you want to go. Let's go. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's go. Time's wasted. Burning daylight. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Burning, day, burning daylight can get, you, can get you in trouble. Sometimes we just need to back up and wait. And to say, Lord, I, I want to acknowledge you in all my ways. And you can direct my paths. What we acknowledge, he directs. Well, David goes down to Keilah and, and, and just puts a, puts a big whooping on the, on the Philistines. That's the Texas translation. And, um, but, but then David gets word that Saul hears that he's in Keilah. Keilah is a walled city. It's got gates and bars. Saul hears he's there. Saul said, I got him now. He's, he's in the city. So I want you to see what David does. Verse 10 of uh, Psalm, uh, 1 Samuel 23. David said, O Lord God of Israel, your servant has certainly heard that Saul seeks to come to Keilah to destroy the city for my sake. Will the men of Keilah deliver me into his hand? Will Saul come down as your servant has heard? O Lord God of Israel, I pray, tell your servant. And the Lord said, he'll come down. Then David said, will the men of Keilah deliver me and my men into the hand of Saul? And the Lord said, they will deliver you. So David and his men, about 600, arose and departed from Keilah and went wherever they could. And when it was told Saul that David had escaped from Keilah, so he halted the expedition. Now, isn't it interesting that David just, he delivered this city. Philistines were attacking him. He delivered the city. Wouldn't you assume you're the man right now in, in Keilah? You just delivered Keilah. Everyone's like, oh, David, we just love you. We love you. You're the man, David. Thank you so much. Oh, David, thank you. Thank you so much for coming. But then he hears Saul is coming. David is smart. He didn't pray, oh, Lord, don't make Saul not come. He said, Lord, is he coming? And will they give me up? Now, you could, boy, couldn't you have thought, well, surely these people are going to back me. I just delivered them. But he asked them good questions. Lord, <laughs> is, he, is he coming? Lord, he's coming. He said, are they going to give me up? He said, Yep, they're going to give you up. David said, we're going to bounce out of here, man. We're out. We're done. And he's gone. That's so smart. But he asked. You see where David, if you look at David's life, he's constantly asking God, what about this? What about this? Should I go here? Should I fight these Philistines? He beat the Philistines over and over again. But every time they would come up, David would ask, should I go out against them? 
It's so easy in life to say, you know, once you've done something a while, you just stop asking. Yeah, I've done this. And then you, you just, you begin to say, well, you just, or you reason it. When we were looking for a place to, to have a church, I reasoned the first place, the best place for me was to go back to North Carolina because I had people there. They knew me. I knew the culture. I knew the area. It'd be great. You know, boy comes home to hometown. That was not good reasoning. That was not God's plan. And when I'm in North Carolina. I'm stuck there for a long time because I kept trying to find where we were supposed to have a church. And I looked all over that area. We would drive. Joy and I would get in the car. We would drive. We would pray. We would sit here. We could not land on a place. I just, finally, finally, I heard a man say one time in a, in a survey, said, you know, if you're not getting answers, maybe you're asking the wrong questions. And so instead, instead of me going, Lord, where do you want me to start a church in North Carolina? Here's the kicker. Lord, do you want me to start a church in North Carolina? I said, well, the Lord doesn't care about that. Hey, the Lord's a lot more organized in detail than we are. And he's not haphazard. He didn't go, Alan, just go start a church anywhere. I believe it was his plan that I marry Joy and that we start a church here in Conroe. I believe that was God's plan. And, and so by asking the Lord, where do you want me to start a church? And he says here in Conroe, I'm going to tell you something. God's plans work. My first church bombed. My mother stopped coming. When your mama don't come. You need to send your saddle home, John. You're done. My mom wouldn't come. It wasn't God's plan. But when we started this in Conroe, we didn't know anybody in Conroe. But God had a plan. Acknowledge him in all your ways. And he will what? Direct your steps. I know you're quiet because you're thinking. But are there some questions maybe you can ask the Lord? Lord, what about this? Where should I go? Should I take that? Should I start this job? Should I do this? Should I start a company? Just ask. Psalms 127 said, except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. So well, you want the Lord building the house. God's plans work. If you look at David, every time David followed God's plans, he was successful at it. Bathsheba, not God's plan. Did not work out. He dismissed it. But over, I can just tell you from hiring people, I've told people over and over again, when I prayed about people, should we hire certain people? Man, we've, you talk about hit some home runs. We have hit some home runs and some strikeouts. But it wasn't the Lord's fault. Oftentimes, I had just a, just a check, just a warning. You, we say, what do you mean to check? You ever get ready to do something and you got something and just on the inside just feels a little uneasy? And you're like, I don't feel real good about that. Sometimes we call it a hunch. The Bible calls it being led by the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit will give you a witness on the inside. You're getting ready to go somewhere and he'll go, mm-mm. And you'll go, mm, mm-mm, mm. How many of you have told, well, I'm going to do it anyway? <laughs> ever done that? So I'm just going to do it anyway. Had that blow up. <laughs> Acknowledge him in all your ways. If this is a new thought for you. It's a great thought. It's a great thought. You can begin to do it. And, and here's the deal. 
we get so used to, we have gotten so used to, we run it on autopilot. We do so many things on autopilot. It takes a little bit to stop and go, should I do this? Should I not do this? There's a lot of things in this church. We have a lot of opportunities to do a lot of different things. And, you know, there's a lot of, we're, in fact, I was talking with my staff members the other day. He said, he said, you guys are very focused. He said, we, he said, we're very focused. We know we do certain things because we, we, feel, we feel like that's what the Lord has directed us to do. I don't want to do a bunch of other things. And I just, I just said, it just came right out of me. I said, and that's probably one of the reasons that at my age, I'm not thinking about retiring. Because what we've been doing is has the Lord's in it. And because he's in it, it's, he's behind it. And if he's behind it, it works. And if it works, then you're not having to put all that effort and everything in it to build. People talk to me. I, I, have, I have my friends talk to me about retiring. I was like, why, why would I retire? I said, I love what I do. I said, this is sustainable. I said, the Lord's helping me. I said, I can do this easy another 15 years. Easy. Easy. And so, uh, easy. Because, uh, because we're not trying to do a gazillion and one things. And all your ways acknowledge him. And he can direct your paths. People say, we ought to do this. Not if we don't feel led to do it. Does that make sense? Yes. And so, all, so many things. Oh, and listen, you single people, listen to, listen to me, single people. <laughs> Please pray before you get married. Please pray. And, and in fact, the, the time to pray is early on in the relationship. This, has this one got any future in it? It doesn't? You know, it's, fishermen understand catch and release. <laughs> catch and release. If you don't get anything tonight and you leave here, single people think catch and release. You catch him and you're like, is this the right one, Lord? And the Lord goes, mm-mm. Well, <laughs> oh, toss them back. So, well, Alan, I don't like that. Well, why don't you talk to somebody who's miserable? And I'm just trying to save you some misery on the front end. Because it's easier when you haven't committed than when you've been in it 10 years. It's metal tonight. It's just, <laughs> I got a week off, and so I come back and I metal. No, I, as, as your pastor, I, I would love to help you in this area. And in a large church, we don't have a chance to sit down with people. But I really believe everyone needs a love committee. You, you need, you need, because love is real blind. And, and you need someone who will pray with you and agree with you. And someone you, Joy said it was one of the hardest things to do when she said, Lord, I don't want my will. I want your will. And look what she got. Hey, hey. A five foot ten, half Jewish non-Viking, but that's okay. But that's okay because we got 40 years and it's working. And, and I'm, 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 thir I'm thoroughly convinced if I had married the girl I had planned on marrying, we wouldn't have made it. I'm thoroughly convinced. So well, that's kind of negative. I, I just know how the relationship was going. 
and I know how I know how it was it wouldn't not like that one's worked. In all your ways, acknowledge. Will he help you on who to marry? Yes. Now, if you if you are married, don't be praying like Lord. You want me to get rid of this one? This. Don't be praying that. You have caught. Now it's catching hold. <laughs> it's it, you know, here's one. Here, uh, I'm going to say this, and I'm going to run. Lord, how can I make this marriage better? How can I make this marriage better? Love you gone. No, I, I know. Is that enough meddling for one night? We done? You know, as, as, uh, as a pastor, I, uh, I have traveling speakers come through and they do, they do such a good job. As a pastor, we live here. And we, we're the ones that get to see the heartache. And we live with the heartbreak. We see the, we see the prayer requests come in. And some of the prayer requests that come in just break your heart. And I'm thinking so many times how, how much misery and how much things could be avoided if we prayed ahead of time. And it said, and listen, if you said, well, gosh, Alan, I missed it and I didn't pray ahead of time, what do I do now? Ask God how, if you're buried, ask him how you can make it better. Ask him what you can do in your situation. If you're in a bad situation, ask him what your next step is. He will help you. He will help you. But ask. In all your ways, acknowledge him. And he'll direct your paths. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for your goodness and your grace and your mercy. Father, for everyone out there right now, everyone here and everyone listening online who feels like they're in a situation that just absolutely will not work, would you show them what they can do? Would you show them, Father, how to help in that situation? Would you give wisdom there? You said if anyone lacks wisdom, we could ask you. Father, for those who are making decisions, Lord, that they would just come to you and in all sincerity that they would ask and put it before you because you will, guide, you will always guide them in the best path. You show us the path of life and we appreciate that. So we thank you for that. For the, all of us who've missed it and all of us have, thank you, Lord, there's mercy and there's forgiveness and there's miracles and redemption. We thank you for that. Said your bowed and eyes are closed. If you're here tonight and you say, you know, Alan, I don't even have a relationship with the Lord. You're talking about the Lord, the Lord. I don't even have a relationship with the Lord, but I'd like to. Or maybe you're here tonight and you say, I had one. And I used to have a relationship with the Lord. And I, man, I just, I walked away, but I want to come back. We're going to say a prayer. And if either one of those situations applies to you, I'm going to ask you to do two things. First thing I'm going to ask you to do this, and this, and you can do them. If that's you that I'm talking to and you want in on this prayer, would you slip your hand up across this auditorium and say, Alan, that's me. Would you pray for me? Thank you. Wonderful. Great. Anybody else? Put your hands down. We're going to pray. If you didn't lift your hand, you really wanted to, and you're thinking, man, I, I missed my chance. No, you, you can jump in on this. This is a heart prayer. We're going to pray it with you as a church family. So pray this with us out loud. Say, dear God. I know mankind needs a Savior. I know I can't save myself. 
Jesus, I believe you're the Son of God. I believe you died on the cross for my sins. And God raised you from the dead. Right now, I confess you as my Lord, as my Savior, as the one who forgives me and restores me. Thank you, Jesus. My past is forgiven. I have a relationship with you. I'm a new creation in Christ because I said yes to you. Father, thank you for those that prayed that prayer. For everyone who stepped out of darkness to light, we rejoice with them and give you all the praise. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. We hope this message has blessed you. We have services every single Sunday at 9 and 1030 and Wednesday nights at 7. We'd love to see you here. Have a great week.